You're listening to Sound Opinions, and later in the show, we'll talk about our favorite parts of Peter Stample's epic career, from the Fugs and the Holy Modal Rounders to his new tribute to 20th century music. But first, it's time for another round of Buried Treasures. Jim, we love this show. Periodically, we like to uh, go back a few weeks or a few months in some cases and dig up the records that we haven't been able to play on the show and highlight them because uh, it's great stuff. It doesn't necessarily get a ton of mainstream attention, but we think it's uh, worth hearing. Yeah, and people always uh, like for us to explain how uh, we discovered these. I mean, sometimes it's uh, word, of, word of mouth is always number one. A friend saying you got to listen to X, Y, or Z. Uh, somebody writing to us and say, I know you love this. You may like what we're doing. Uh, publicists that we trust and know. Uh, I kind of put everything in a uh, folder. And uh, when it's buried treasure time coming up, when Alex says, look at the calendar, it's time. Uh, and, and I go through, and then I try to forget who told me to do what. <laughs> I have one a little later that may be nepotism, except honest, when I listened, I had forgotten to read the story. I don't go back to the story until the music itself grabs me. Uh, but this one, uh, my buddy Jim Testa, rock critic out in New Jersey, said, you have got to listen to shame. And indeed, I had to listen to shame. Uh, I don't know where these South London post-punk alternative rockers were. Uh, for me, on their first album when it came out on 2018, I was not aware of them until this second album, which has a fantastic title. Drunk Tank Pink <laughs> is the name of the second album by Shame. What is Drunk Tank Pink? Apparently, uh, somebody in the UK commissioned a study of uh, the colors to paint institutional buildings and public buildings and discovered that this particular bubblegum pink uh, was the perfect color for prison cells, I quote, prison cells, psychiatric wards, <laughs> and drunk tanks. <laughs> So, so uh, you know, calling yourself after uh, or calling your album after the color of the drunk tank uh, gives you a hint. Uh, I think shame is in a club with idols and Viagra boys of uh, hard rocking men who are obviously men who are guilty as all men should be today mm. about the legacy of, of toxic masculinity uh, that are, are attacking it uh, from uh, a point of sarcasm at times, a point of uh, apology at times. Um, the song I'm going to play, Alphabet, is one of those tunes about being a young guy who doesn't know where you're heading in life. Uh, what you see is what you get. I still don't know the alphabet. Mm. I'm an idiot, in other words. I, 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 don't forget your P's and Q's. Please smile when we tell you to. Now the world is telling him how to behave. Are you waiting to feel good? Are you praying like you should? A classic, uh, you know, a roar against people telling me to conform to their idea of who I should be. That's a really nice description of everything uh, that the singer Charlie Steen is doing with this band, and the sounds are ferocious, aggressive, um, you know, garage rock, but with a hint uh, that, that these fellas are able to do a little more, a little bit of an arty touch, some, some intricate arrangements, uh, some subtle guitar work. Listen for yourself. Alphabet by Shane.
That is Alphabet from Shame is the name of the band. The new album is Drunk Tank Pink. Greg, you hearing what I'm hearing? Idols, Viagra Boys? Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw them on a bill with uh, Idols at South by Southwest about three years ago. Um, that's why where do, I got why, introduced why you, to both bands. Why don't you tell me about them? Well, I, <laughs> I'll be honest. I liked Idols more. I told you a lot about them. And Idols, you finally listened. <laughs> Idols is fantastic. Yes. But shame is, uh, this is a good uh, good record, and I like the non-solo guitar solo in in that in that song. The way you the gotta love that. Yeah. I, I love when the guitar fills the space, steps forward without doing a dweedly 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 Exactly, thing, you know, there there is none of that on this uh, track either. It, uh, it is a band called Illuminati Hotties. It is uh, I love <laughs> yeah. that name, and uh, it's really a, it's kind of a one woman project. I mean, this is uh, Sarah Tudson, who is a recording engineer in Los Angeles, uh, needed an outlet for the songs that she was writing and formed uh, this band uh, debut album in two thousand eighteen, and then came out uh, with uh, what has been billed as a mixtape. Uh, last uh, last year, and I, you know, I I love this record. Would never find an opportunity to play it. I, I just want to highlight it now because it's so good. It's one of those things where Sarah is a um, one of those omnivorous music mavens. She's not in one style. So if you don't like a particular song, wait a couple minutes. The next one's coming on. It's going to be totally different. There's uh, punk, bubblegum, girl group pop on this record. It's um, a wonderful mix of styles, all very catchy, melodic. I want to play one of the punkier tracks from this Free IH. This is not the one you've been waiting for mixtape. It's a track called Free Peoples. That's P-P-L-S. Free Peoples from Illuminati Hotties on Sound Opinion. Peoples from Illuminati Hotties from the uh, Free IH. This is not the one you've been waiting for mixtape. You know, I, I love this. The instant uh, we just trade each other uh, the, the links and we listen to the song. Uh, I didn't know what the story was. Uh, and I'm like, all right, I got to hear this whole album as soon as we're done taping today. I just love that explosion of noise and chaos. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm a little worried. If you're saying that there's a lot of different styles, I don't know if I want bubblegum from Illuminati well, Hotties. You know, but it's, you know, it's very punky and very, right, uh, okay. it, it is not produced. <laughs> you know, it is, uh, I, I love the fact that she's just, letting it all fly and, and letting our, all our influences come out. Well, authenticity is what matters most, Greg. And authenticity is what this next artist has. Um, you know, so I said before, nepotism. Sometimes it's nepotism. So I had a class with this young woman at Columbia College Chicago. She's one of my students. Uh, does she ever tell me she's in a band? No. Does she send me this music? No. Uh, her dad does. Mm. <laughs> 
and no doubt uh, she is going to be dying now, Antoinette Vanderbrook, uh, to know that uh, Dad emailed on Facebook, Jim Deere Goddess, you know, you know, she said she took this class, she said, I, you know, it's a pretty good class, I got this teacher, he's some music critic guy. To my students, I'm just a professor who demands the assignment on time, no late work accepted, you know, and uh, I love that, that he sent it to me and said, you might be interested, Steve Albini recorded the group. The band name is Once I Was Young. All those words run together. It's Antoinette Vanderbrook, Malcolm Alexander Campbell, and Willie Bridgen. They're the bassist and drummer. It's a great EP. A Lonely New Year is its name, and Albini recorded it in the classic No Frills, No Fuss, Just This Explosion of Anger. I'm going to play a song called Cul-de-Sac. I want you to listen, Greg, in particular to the alternating waves of rhythmic fury and then they'll pull back and and to a very delicate guitar part. I, I love that rhythmic control. You know, Albini produced those, uh, what was their name? Oh, yeah, Nirvana. You know, the mm. masters of the heavy, soft, heavy, soft. And I think Antoinette uh, is putting a lot of that into the music of Once I Was Young. I listened to the song a uh, half dozen times. I'm not exactly sure what it's about, but this line jumps out. Thank you for the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people been saying that in 2020, 2021. Uh, Once I was young, the song cul-de-sac. Feel something for the people, the pious Once I was young, former student Antoinette Vanderbrook. I think she got an A. I think she was a good student. <laughs> did, did you like? You, you like them? Uh, you know that you mentioned the guitar playing. I thought the guitar playing was really cool on there. And I, yeah. you know, it's a, you said it's a trio. It's a trio. It almost sounded like there was two guitar players on that on that track. Maybe there's some overdubbing going on, but well, I, I just you know, thought the textures were really cool. Albini's anti overdub, yeah. generally no, speaking. I so I think it's all Antoinette. It's pretty amazing. I, I like know. that part of, of the best. You got another uh, buried treasure, Greg? I do. Uh, Going to go to Sweden for this one. I'm a I'm a sucker for Swedish metal, Swedish doom metal in particular. Uh, Mono Lord is the uh, band I'm talking about. They're four albums into their career. They just signed with Relapse, and uh, their last record was their best, No Comfort, in 2019. They just released a single from those sessions, which I think is pretty great. You know, and to me, it captures what they're about. There's this heaviness that is associated with doom metal, but the production's clean, not to the point of being like obtrusively clean, but you can hear the vocals and it, you know, the guy's not a bad singer. It's not that cookie monster voice. I like the fact that they're trying to sing melodies over the top of these heavy riffs. The track that I'm going to play has got this hypnotic, almost trancey kind of vibe to it. But my favorite part, about four and a half minutes in, all that (laughs) stuff falls away. And it's just this dirty guitar sound right in the middle of it. And then 
you know, it just keeps swelling and swelling. This kind of doomy atmosphere kind of builds and builds to the end of the track. I just love that moment. The band is called Mono Lord. The track is a single, I'm Staying Home on Sound Opinion. That is I'm Staying Home from Mono Lord, one of my buried treasures on Sound Opinions. Doom metal from Sweden. It doesn't you know, get any better. It's kind of interesting how every buried treasure show, <laughs> either you or I, one of us will do a stoner rock track. <laughs> and I didn't have one this time, and then I listened to, to, to this, and I was like, heavy. God is coming on with the heavy. As our listeners know, we don't know everything, me and you, Greg, so we love hearing from our listeners and colleagues to find out what they're listening to. Let us welcome our guest today, a music writer you may have read in the Chicago Tribune or the Chicago Reader, somebody I'm a fan of, I know you are as well, Greg, uh, Jesse Rohde. Jesse, welcome to Sound Opinions. Hi, Greg. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm so excited. It's oh, awesome. it's an honor. We, we love oh. your work. You're overdue, Jesse. We should have had you on years ago. Oh, and, thank uh, you. We're glad I you're finally that. here. So you've got a few uh, of your buried treasures that you've been storing up. I know that you are one of the most avid music listeners I have ever known in the last uh, decade, certainly. Um, what, uh, what do you want to play for us? What, what's cool? I guess we'll start with a local act that I'm obsessed with. They just released uh, their debut. They're called Waltzer, led by uh, Sophie Sputnik who is just a powerhouse and just also has a great stage name. Um, But this song is called Lantern. It's actually the second single off their LP, Time Traveler. But it just, it has this really great moody kind of twang to it. And I've been missing live music, Mm. as I'm sure you two have for the past year, I really didn't realize that that was my whole social life until it was gone. And then I was like, I should really try to uh, develop different parts of my of my personality during this time. Um, but yeah, this album was just the jolt that my, I guess, quarantine, like lockdown listening needed. Yeah, just a great, great rock song. Well, let's hear it. This is uh, Lantern by Waltzer.
That is Lantern by Walter, Jesse Rohde's, uh, one of Jesse Rohde's picks for a buried treasure. I, I, you know, you, you went for the goth, too, right, Jesse? I mean, there's, there's goth in there. I was going to say big goth, stomping yeah. beat, kind of a gothic, almost atmospheric vibe about it. I think that's cool. Yeah, it definitely has kind of like a, a graveyard vibe, if you will. Um, <laughs> and that, that kind of floats across uh, different songs um, on the album. Does Sophie Sputnik do the goth thing on stage? They just released um, an audio tree session, came out last Monday, I believe. And it seems like that might be part of the in-person presentation, but it looks more energetic than anything I've seen in a while. Someday, maybe we'll be in the same room with bands like that again. Oh, one can only hope. If you've got an album at home that you think we need to hear, tell us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a voice message on our new nifty audio uh, enhanced website. After a break, we'll hear another pick from Jesse Rohde and more from me and Greg. And we'll talk about the long, strange, not ended yet career of Peter Stamfel. That's coming up on Sound Opinions. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis, and we're sharing buried treasure picks this week. We have uh, music writer, my former Chicago Tribune colleague, Jesse Rohde, with us right now. And uh, Jesse, you've got one more pick for us, right? I do, yes. I have a Pink Pony Club by Chapel Roan, who is a pop singer from Willard, Missouri, which is a town of a little over 5,200 people. So the song definitely has that vibe of small town kid going to uh, the big city. In this case, the song was inspired by uh, the Abbey, the famous uh, gay club in LA in West Hollywood. And Mm. it just, it gives you that vibe of feeling at home, feeling free on the dance floor, which I think a lot of people missed being in lockdown. (laughs) Um, And the song has not one, but two kind of glam, air metal inspired (laughs) guitar solos towards the end, which if that's where pop music is moving towards, I'm very into it. I'm ready for that revival. (laughs) You know, I'd, I'd, well, let's play the track first, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. This is uh, a great choice from Jesse Rohde, uh, Pink Pony Club by Chapel Rose. Pony Club by Chapel Roan, Jesse Rohde's Buried Treasure. Jim, you and I just reviewed that Miley Cyrus record, and I hear, I hear some overtones similar. To there's there's some the of that Atari big sounding pop songs. Uh, yeah, there there is some of that. Uh, I uh, you know I, I love Jesse's writing. I I, I uh, am with her for most of her aesthetic, and she is incredibly funny. Follow her on Twitter. Read her work. But Jesse. 
this is just on the wrong side of that big show tune sound <laughs> for me. I like you the know, show tune sound, I, though. That's I'm part like, of it. Oh, no. Uh, you, you know, I... If you're going to belt, you might as well go for it, baby, you know? Uh, Come on. The show tune thing, it just gives me hives. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you, you sold it. You sold it with passion. What do I know? I l- will always love a good cabaret performance. <laughs> like that uh, it especially with hair metal guitar you say right Cap- Ca- all right okay all right i mean i get it you know we don't research what when we have guest buried treasures picks we're not we're, we want to come in clean just the music and now the backstory has me super intrigued coming from this small town as you said so jesse that was worthwhile sharing it with us uh, thank you we're gonna have you back again because it's gonna be something from left field whatever jesse gives us at any point is gonna be left field and i love that great thank you so much you guys i really appreciate that all right let's get back to our buried treasures jim dirigatis you've got another one for us what's it gonna be i do have another pick greg and it's a former uh, chicago based act sometimes i feel guilty you know i don't want to overemphasize uh, chicago but uh, now they are living in omaha Matt Focht. Do you remember that name? Oh, yeah. Matt was a co-founder of a band we loved. We had him as a guest on Sound Opinions a million years ago. Head of Femur, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of orc pop band. He was a go-to live drummer for quite a while with bright eyes. And I would always bug Matt. I'm like... When, when are you going to make another record? When are you going to make another record? Like for a decade. And now Matt has made a record with his wife, Crystal Hartford. And she had bounced around the scene as well in a couple of cool psych rock bands, the Dust Bunnies and the Xylenes. Uh, their new group is called Hartford Focked. Matt Focked and Crystal Hartford, uh, various collaborators, uh, living in Omaha now, uh, which of course is the home of the Bright Eyes kind of uh, universe, right? Um, Um, You know, this is a beautiful record uh, that captures those uh, 70s Laurel Canyon vibes that have been such an undercurrent in a lot of music we've been talking about in the last year. Um, You know, uh, partly Crystal has a very Joni Mitchell-esque voice. Uh, The lead voice on on this one uh, that I'm going to play, though, Capital Sunset, is Matt. Um, You know, the songs are beautiful, uh, uh, carefully orchestrated, um, very catchy pop music uh, that just sucks you in. I believe uh, it is about uh, sitting in your backyard uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. They're living mm-hmm. in Omaha, right? But Lincoln's the state capital and watching that capital sunset. Um, it was supposed to come out late last year, but it's just surfacing now. And this song is, is just gorgeous. It's called Capital Sunset. When the sun goes down behind the capital. Find here 
Capital Sunset by Hartford Fox. The whole album, self-titled, Hartford Fox, is well, great. You know, I was scratching my head thinking, where have I heard that before? And now thanks for reminding me of, of Matt Fox and uh, yeah. the great music uh, that they, his groups would make in the, in the 90s. Uh, and that was very similar to that feel, uh, melodic, uh, you know, a little bit of an Elliott Smith vibe there, you know. Kind Elliott of Smith, Laurel Canyon, feel. yeah. Yeah, so very cool sound. Glad to hear Matt is still making music. Took him long enough. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, people we've known a few decades, the Martha's Vineyard Fairies is a trio of independent rock veterans uh, coming together once again to make a record. This group uh, made a couple of records. Two albums came out uh, initially in 2010-2013. They, they are very busy individuals, uh, hard to get the three of them in one place to make a record. They finally got around to it and it is coming out uh, at the end of February called uh, Suns Out, Guns Out. Uh, I'm talking about the trio of Alicia Wiesner, who uh, has been playing in a really cool Massachusetts band called Cahoots for a number of years. Chris Brokaw, whose resume includes bands like Codeine and Come, mm. uh, dozens of others, uh, drummer, guitarist, vocalist. He's a drummer primarily in this band. Um, and then Bob Weston, who um, is uh, worked with Shellac, Volcano Sons, you know, one of the ba- in-between bands with yep. uh, after Mission of Burma broke up uh, with the drummer and now with the, the sound guy, the yeah, guy who d- makes all the, tape the off-stage sounds for, the, the, for Mission the, of Burma. The Brian Eno of Mission of Burma. Indeed. So um, uh, these three guys, when they get together, it's worth paying attention to. And they do not let us down with this, uh, this new record. Uh, they released a couple of singles. Uh, the full album comes out, as I said, at the end of the month. Here's one of the uh, tracks released before the release of the album is called Jail Material from the Martha's Vineyard Fairies on Sound Opinions. I got changed, sat on the back of the plane, shut my eyes and kept real still. When we were young, this was fun. Now I'm a man with a gun, and you better speak English. We touched down, got on my knees, kissed the ground outside. So free with a mask on my face, nervous as I fidget Jail Material, single from the Martha's Vineyard Fairies, a buried treasure, new album coming out soon with that track on it. I'm uh, angry with you, Greg. Uh, we were wrestling over who would uh, get to do this one, but it lives up to the uh, pedigree, as you said. A lot of great bands uh, in the past, and, and they're a fine one now. I got one more buried treasure for you in this installment. The act is called Miss 
Grit. Grow Up 2 is the name of the uh, song I'm going to play. Miss Grit is a Korean-American musician, Margaret Sohn, and uh, she has released uh, two EPs. This is the second. Um, A lot of what she is singing about is racial identity and uh, the racial imposter syndrome, as she calls it. You know, are you Korean? Are you white? Where do you fit in? Uh, Even in a place as cosmopolitan as New York City, even in a point like today, we are wondering where life will take us after this uh, pandemic. How do we pick up? Where do we go? That's what I love about this Grow Up 2 song. Um, You know, when I fall dead, I'll still crave the next place all the same. And in the morning, I will wait until it's uh, late for my fate. Um, I think what she is saying is... um, We can all keep talking about what comes next and life resuming or the cliche getting back to normal, Mm. right? But hey, we're here now. What do we got right now? Be here now, if I may get zen and beatnik on you for a minute. Uh, But to to say it with the energy and the anger uh, and also the appeal, uh, you know, it's pop, it's punk, it's, it's, it's just a phenomenal song. From Miss Grit. I like that name, too. Yeah. Some good names in this show. You so know? It's, it's I mean, a show like, full of good names. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know what I what I really dug about that song was that um, it sounded like a guitar. Uh, it may not be, that, but it was distorted. There was an a- effect on it. Yeah. And the way it was mirroring the, vo- the voice. I mean, uh-huh. It almost sounded like another voice on the song, but yeah. distorted. And I thought that was a really cool... There was almost like a dialogue going on. Powerful voice, powerful guitar, together. What a combination. Good stuff. Um, I want to finish up my buried treasures this uh, week, Jim, with uh, the Delvin Lamar organ trio. People who pay attention to such stuff may point out that I mentioned this band a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, and I, I love this uh, trio from Seattle. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing them up again is because they're still a buried treasure as far as I'm concerned. They should not be. This is an incredible You mean you don't group. have the power of being a yeah. star maker? One mention no, on Sound Opinions? not at all. Probably went the opposite. No, actually, these guys are doing well for themselves. They've got a second studio album out that's just out. Uh, people, people have got to hear it because I just think they're so good at what they do. The new record is called I Told You So. Uh, they started out just touring regionally in the Northwest, and they've sort of built up their following. These are veteran... Uh, guys who've been playing in sort of a jazz soul uh, acid rock vein for for, mm. for a long time and 
I just love the vibe that they get. You know, if you, I'm a sucker for Hammond organ. You know, a little Jimmy Smith goes a long way with me. <laughs> uh, funky syncopation, you know, yep. a little bit of a meters vibe there. The sparse groove of Booker T and the MGs. They're, oh, yeah. They're pressing all my buttons, you know. Uh, Lamar's the organist in the group. Um, the drummer is Dan Weiss. He's a very uh, simpatico drummer for this, this trio. And then Jimmy James, the guitarist, is sort of the wild card. You know, they, people say, well, he's kind of like Steve Cropper, but, you know, he's got sort of a wilder streak than Cropper. Mm. Um, you know, more ferocious, more, un, more surprising in some ways in the way he, he plays. So it, it, it's a group that plays instrumental music that is not only touching on groove, but also a sense of experimentation and surprise. So they're building on these traditions uh, that I'm referencing. Uh, here's a track from their new record. It's called Faux Show. <laughs> Faux Show, yes. On uh, the I Told You So LP, Delvin Lamar's Organ Trio on Sound Opinions. Delvin Lamar Organ Trio Faux Show. I thought I would save you the trouble of having to say it. You, you've had all the tough things to pronounce today. I have. Um, you know, I was listening to this this morning, uh, and then I had class, and, and it was uh, 6.30 in the morning, and it was, I think at that point, minus 8. Uh, and uh, this this brought my temperature up. I said, oh, yeah, I know where Cot's going. Suddenly I felt warm. I, I needed a beignet. I wanted to there be go, in New Orleans. It, that was a, a great pick, Mr. Cott, for a cold day. Thank you so much, Jim. I uh, love that band. Delvin Lamar Organ Trio. Do you have a favorite recent song that's not getting enough attention? Let us know on social media or by leaving a message on our website, soundopinions.org. Coming up, we're going to celebrate Peter Stample's wonderfully weird career. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. Will you love me now? Or love me not at all As the years go by Will you love me not at all? Love me not at all Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. And that is a little bit of Peter Stamfel performing the song The Years from his latest project, perhaps uh, one of the most ambitious albums we've ever reviewed on Sound Opinions, Greg Cott, Peter Stamfel's 20th Century in a Hundred Songs. <laughs> that song is the entry for the year 1964, which happens to be the same year, the year of my birth, and the year that Peter Stamfel released his first album with the Holy Modal Rounders, a big part of the New York City folk scene. In the many years since, 
Stamfel has remained stubbornly idiosyncratic, uh, charmingly eccentric, uh, a wonderful personality, all the way up to his latest wildly ambitious project. As I said, a hundred songs, one from every year of the 20th century. I have admired uh, Peter Stamfel for years, Greg, and I know you have mm-hmm. as well. Um, we wanted to talk about this project. Uh, we talked a little bit with Peter. The very worst thing imaginable for a singer happened to Peter while he was doing his 20th century project. And here he is explaining about how he lost his voice. What happened to his voice? What happened was that uh, I have a, uh, it's called, the condition's called dysphonia. Uh, it's a result of um, misuse of the voice for prolonged periods of time, in my case, you know, like, <laughs> you know, over half a century, and um, genetics and aging, part of the aging process as well. I took a bunch of steroids to finish the last 30 songs, and the last 30 songs, my voice is absolutely, you know, like maybe 60% of what it was pri- priorly, like like a lot of my singing is, is extremely not so hot. But, you know, like like I, I did what I could with what I had, and very jolly well are, aren't we, to paraphrase Lord Buckley. So in honor of Peter Stamfel finally releasing this massive project, 100 Peter Stamfel songs, we're going to share a few of our favorite songs from throughout his career. Um, I would have started, Greg, with uh, a song Peter recorded with the legendary Fugs. Um, Apparently there was this amphetamine-crazed, wine-fueled, marijuana-scented 48-hour recording session (laughs) that yielded the first two Fugs albums. Now, uh, you know, Ed Sanders, the leader of the Fugs, uh, has disowned those albums. He was mad they ever came out. (laughs) But Lester Bangs worshipped those albums. They were the birth, he said, of punk rock. Peter had a song called New Amphetamine Shriek. Uh, I can't. It's too dirty. Can't play it. Mm. <laughs> but I first became aware of the name Peter Stamfel uh, in, a, in a Fugs Greatest Hits collection that Lester had written the liner notes for. And then I got to interview some of the Fugs, including Stamfel. Uh, he was only in the group, uh, like I said, about 48 hours. He was come and gone. You're going to talk about the other band that really put him on the map in the 60s. Uh, but I wanted to talk about that period of the mid-80s, the indie rock scene in Hoboken and New York. I'm living at Maxwell's. I am seeing every band, even if I have no idea who they were. And Peter Stamfel was fronting a great group at that time called The Bottle Caps. The Bottle Caps had one of the best rock and roll, country, folk rock, versatile uh, rhythm sections I'd ever seen, Al Greller and Peter Moser. But Peter Stamfel and The Bottle Caps, he was always such an astute observer of the moment and a social critic, you know, just spot on with an amazing sense of humor. You never felt he was preaching to you. He was calling out things in a very funny way. And this song, Drink American, I remember it from back in the day, innumerable bottle cap shows. And and listening to it again, I was like, wow, here we are in the mid-80s, and Peter Stamfel is predicting the kind of make America great, America center of the universe kind of mentality that you know, has dominated our culture the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Peter, always ahead of his time and always a sharp observer. Peter Stanfield and the Bottle Caps, Drink American. I hear the wine in California keeps getting better. 
You know, Greg, um, I am so glad that we got to talk to Peter. Uh, you know, he's 82 years old. I'm glad he's still ticking. His voice ain't what it was. But we are, are blessed to still have him as a living, a music musical American treasure. To be frank, 100 songs, one from every year of the 20th century, that's a whole lot of Peter Stanfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there are moments of inspired brilliance here. And I'm going to play the one that I've seen a lot of our fellow critics writing about, people tripping out over, you know, Peter Stanfield covered the Spice Girls wannabe. (laughs) And you say, you know, say one of two things. A, my life's too short, I don't need to hear that. Or B, that's pure shtick, Mm -hmm. right? But something in Peter Stanfield, this idiosyncratic, otherworldly, funny, social critic, folk rocker, friend of Dylan, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, connected with that song and he really does bring something new to uh, to what the uh, Spice Girls had done and, you know and it was always a great song I was a Spice Girls fan uh, you know uh, but wow this may may be the definitive version uh, wannabe by Peter Stample if you want to be my future forget my past if you want to get with me better make That is uh, Peter Stample with a wonderfully twisted cover of a Spice Girls song, Wannabe. It's it just, really is. He, Peter Stample is one of a kind. I, I think, you know, the sense of humor, what a human being, you know? Banjo fiddle player, yep. comic book aficionado, you can talk uh, music all day long with him, Car- you know, the cartoon voice, and proud of it. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't, I'm not a pretty singer. You know, but I got this voice and I'm going to use it. And then uh, just a prolific songwriter, in addition to, you know, founding two musical movements, you could argue that, yeah, he was at the ground floor of punk. He was at the ground floor of folk rock. Yeah. All these uh, items on his You know, wouldn't you love to have a time machine to be able to go back and see what it was like when Stamfel and Dylan and like Ed Sanders and those people and, you know, Allen Ginsberg's probably in the corner were like sharing a pint. At yeah. the bitter end in New York in 1962, right. 64, right? I, I would love to be there. You, you got a sense that you could always have a, a bottle of wine with uh, Peter Stample and have a great time. It, Hell yeah. It wouldn't matter when, when or where. He had a long career and continues to have a long career. Um, in the mid-70s, he uh, got together with uh, Jeffrey Fredericks and the Clam Tones and Michael Hurley with a, a reconstituted version of the Holy Modal Rounders called the Unholy Modal Rounders with Steve Weber. And uh, they recorded a classic album, I think one of the great albums of the 70s called Have Moisey. Yes, uh, That yes. was released on, on Rounder Records. And these great kind of iconoclastic folkies, you know, they're not really traditional folkies. They were really coming at it from different angles. Collaborated on a bunch of songs, and uh, Peter wrote a couple of gems. The one I want to play is called uh, Midnight in Paris, and it has nothing to do with the Woody Allen movie that uh, happened years Decades, decades later. later. Yeah. 
Sounds kind of, oh, he's going to sing this kind of uh, show tune. Sweet is the madness of midnight in Paris, Sherry. A couple minutes into the song, it starts rocking out. And Peter becomes Peter. His joy comes pouring out. At the same time, there's a wink, a twinkle of mischief in his eye. You wear my beret and I'll use your bidet, Sherry. Come live the daring bohemian life in Paris. <laughs> life is short. Art is long. You know, it's like you can just tell he's he's almost sending it up. But at the same time, there's a real exuberance about his performance that I just find totally endearing. Come live the daring bohemian life in Paris. Life is short. Art is long. Every day is a song. The satire... You know, never seemed to be mean-spirited, even though he was coming from, you know, he's a pretty, he's a lefty, you know. He, he, oh, came, yeah. at, he came at it hard. Red diaper baby. Exactly. Uh, and then, you know, later in his career, in 89, he got a chance to make a, a quote-unquote, a produced record. Uh, Homestead Records signed him, you know, the cool, mm-hmm. one of the coolest indie labels of the 80s. And uh, with the bottle caps, Peter made a record called People's Republic of Rock and Roll. I mentioned he was a lefty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, there yeah. you go. Uh, and, you know, he kept returning to his um, go-tos as, as a kid growing up, the music that inspired him, and giving it, putting his own twist on it. And you can see uh, where a project like the 20th Century you know, Project came along. You know, I'm going to address all these songs. Because he had such a huge, uh, vast interest in, in, in contemporary music. The one track I want to highlight from that record called uh, Bridge and Tunnel Girls. You know, it's a song about, you know, one of Peter's favorite subjects, you know, having sex with a beautiful woman. You know, it's yeah. just kind of like he was very explicit about but, it. But, but coming from Queens or Jersey yeah. into Manhattan. Absolutely. And, he, you know, he was getting into social kind of issues there, you know, and always with a sense of humor. It never seemed leering or in any way inappropriate because of the way he approached it. This was a loving uh, tribute to a particular moment that may or may not have happened in his life. And at the same time, he's channeling early Beach Boys with one of his all-time favorites. The Trashman Surfing Bird oh, yeah. comes up in numerous ways uh, in his music and just the gibberish vocals and just having fun with that. I think that you know really says who Peter Stample was. And here he is in 1989 making some of his best music. Retro downtown post-punk girls are mighty cool And them Chelsea girls with their purple curls Almost make me drool There's east side girls and west side girls And village girls galore Manhattan girls are fine, fine girls But the ones that I adore Come from over and under the Hudson And over and under the east From the Paris and the Narrows the banks of Newtown Creek From the green, green hills Of the Jersey Shore Where they shoot the Atlantic curls. Hey, what I mean The whole damn scene is Bridge and Tile Girls so, Greg, you know, Peter Stample, 20th century in 100 songs. Uh, it's not for one listening session. <laughs> I think Peter would be no, the first to say that. But it underscores the depth and breadth and ambition of this musician, now 82 years old. Uh, as we were taping this show, Mr. Cod, we got the news that Mary Wilson of the Supremes died at the age of 76. 
We were incredibly lucky to have her on the show just last year, and we have re-released that interview on our podcast feed. Mary will be sorely missed. Uh, Do check that interview. It, It was a joy. What do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we are going to do an in-depth interview with the great Todd Rundgren, who's got a very innovative idea for his new tour. Yes, tour, even in 2021. For more sound opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to sound opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, every week our show reaches hundreds of thousands of curious listeners from around the globe via podcast and on 150 public radio stations nationwide. If you'd like to learn more on how your business or organization can also reach this engaged and educated audience, you can email sponsor at soundopinions.org. That's sponsor at soundopinions.org. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our new intern from Columbia College Chicago is Sol Delgadillo. It only goes to show how very, very us they are.